Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we are bringing another uh, Disney at Play podcast for you today. This is actually the second in the same day. Don't miss our review of what is really a fantastic flower and garden festival going on at Epcot. It's beautiful, and we had a chance to see... Uh, some of the new changes out in the front as you enter the park with the flags and the new music and the lighting effects at night. And we see the new Stargate out in the middle of the of the World Showcase Lagoon. Talk about Mission Space 220. Talk about the new um, gelato place going to Italy. And the flowers. And the flowers and the flowers and the topiary and everything. But this is not that podcast. So make sure that after you listen to this one, you head into and listen to that podcast because it's great. We talk about food, all those great things. This podcast is about the possibility of Disneyland reopening. It appears that the state of California has paved a way that can lead to theme parks and stadiums in the state um, to include the Disneyland Resort to reopen on April 1st. Uh, quote, with the increased distribution of the vaccine, with the behavior of Californians who have taken this pandemic seriously, who have adapted their behavior accordingly, we feel like this is a good time to begin to provide additional visibility into how we can move forward opening parts of the economy, end of quote, said D.D. Myers, senior advisor to Governor Gavin Newsom and the director of the governor's office of business and economic development. Telling uh, reporters on Friday, this gives some of the bigger employees the, uh, a chance to ramp up, get ready for April 1st, and uh, should they be in the appropriate tier and to begin to move forward based on the data and science. Now, the data and science uh, has been interpreted different ways. Um, in October, there were tiers that were established. And in those tiers, if you weren't in the yellow, you weren't opening as a major theme park at Disney. Um, there is a four-tiered system that is involved here. And in that four-tiered system, the purple is uh, still, you're not able to, um, to open, but you are able to open um, in the red tier. And it looks like Disneyland could conceivably open in the red tier. Now, there's some confusion right now as to all the specifics in the red tier, because there's some some confusing information out there, but it does look like the park can only open at 15%. And that initially in these, in this tier and maybe others, you're not able to go if you are from outside of the state. In fact, actually under their requirements, they're really recommending that people like up in San Francisco or you know, four out more than four hours away, not travel either. So, so that's, but, but at the red tier, you are able to open at 15%. At orange tier, the capacity rises to 25%. And then in the yellow tier, capacity then again rises to 35%. So 
Disneyland, uh, well, Disney World kind of opened to 25%. 15% is very low. And again, we should emphasize right now, Disneyland, as of uh, this podcast recording, has not stated when it's going to reopen. It's only been made clear that they could reopen potentially as early as April 1st. So lots of, uh, lots of issues. Also, by the way, there are some restrictions on no indoor dining, limits on indoor rides, and other kinds of details that are still being worked out. So theoretically, you can't, theoretically, if, if I understand these rules, and it seems like there are things still being worked out, but only one row of pirates, for instance, would be loaded, and one out of every five, maybe, uh, Omnimovers would be, uh, or one out of six would be uh, boarded. So there's some, you know, and, and say the Haunted Mansion, things of that nature. So according to the LA Times, a travel advisory does remain in place in California, which urges residents to avoid venturing more than 120 miles from home or to other states or countries except in connection with essential travel. This advisory also discourages non-essential travelers from entering the state if they do to adhere to a 10-day quarantine. Uh, that said down, I don't think Disneyland, even if you did do the quarantine, I don't think Disneyland's going to sell to someone out, out of state. Um, LA County still has a mandatory 10-day travel quarantine in place, although those who routinely cross state and national borders for essential travel are exempt. Um, so th there's a lot of still restrictions all around this, but this is this is opening this is cracking open the window uh, to potentially open opening, and there has just not been much hope in in seeing the parks again re start to begin to return to any normalcy. With the exception of some events that that Disneyland has tried is is attempting to try currently, let me read for you a letter from Ken Potrick, head of Disneyland Resort, who sent uh, a letter to he says to our community, our guests, and our cast. A year ago, the thought of Disneyland Resort closing for twelve months seemed unimaginable. I'm gonna stop there. I could not agree more. I would never have guessed that that uh, that the that the quintessential theme park of theme parks would be closed for an entire year particularly over its 65th anniversary he goes on to say yet here we are although instead of marking a grim milestone we are encouraged by today's news from the state as we await specific guidelines due to our perseverance and collaboration with state leaders we now believe we have a path to reopen this spring as you know, it will take some time for us to ramp back up, but I am certain that we will come back stronger than ever. We look forward to sharing an opening date soon. And I'm going to stop there again and say, because this was confusing. When I first heard the news last night, I was like, the, the, I won't mention the po uh, post, but it made it sound like Disneyland was reopening on April 1st. And that is not guaranteed. That is not certain. In fact, I can guarantee... Almost in my mind, it won't happen before, um, before uh, April fifth, and I'll explain why in a moment. But um, but that's 
Uh, anyway, I'll keep going. Last May, I took on the dream role as president of the Disneyland Resort. I was beyond thrilled to join the talented team in Anaheim and eager to become involved in the local community. Like many, I envisioned reopening the resort in short order and getting our cast members back to work. But as COVID-19 cases spiked, this was not to be. We hunkered down and hoped the numbers would fall, but days turned into weeks, weeks into months. While we can finally see a light at the end of the tunnel, I want to acknowledge how difficult the last year has been. This pandemic has taken a devastating human toll, both in terms of lives and livelihoods, and I empathize with the personal pain so many have experienced. Shortly after closure, we furloughed nearly all of our cast members. A few months later, our decision-making went from difficult to heartbreaking when, due to a lack of clarity about when we could reopen, we were forced to lay off thousands of our cast. We recognize that the year-long closure of the Disneyland Resort also means many local businesses are shuttered and their employees currently are out of work. Tens of thousands depend on us for employment and the significance of this is not lost on me or any Disney leader. And we are heartened that our reopening will be the beginning of recovery for so many. Let me stop here and say, when I think that announcement will come as to when Disneyland reopens, I would not be surprised if they announce it at the annual shareholders meeting, which I believe is on the 9th, just in a couple more days. So I would look toward that date as being, they might do it sooner, but I think they will probably announce there at the shareholders meeting. This is such important, important to news to, to the entire organization. It is not the biggest uh, moneymaker, although it makes a lot of money. It is not a Walt Disney World. It is not a Disney Plus, but it is symbolic of the Walt Disney Company in a way that not few other few other entities can be. So I wouldn't be surprised if it were announced on, on the day of the shareholders meeting. As we move forward, our mission as an organization has shifted. He keeps saying here, I'm reading on. First, nothing is more important than getting people back to work in an environment that promotes health and safety. And we couldn't be more excited to bring back many of our cast back. Second, we have long touted the fact that the Disneyland Resort is the unprecedented economic engine within the region, driving tourism and tax revenue for vital services. This is a responsibility we take seriously and embrace heartily. We will continue to find ways to work effectively with local residents, city and county leaders, resort area businesses, and nonprofit organizations. I am proud of how cast members have rallied around the community throughout our closure and heartened that we've been able to donate millions of dollars in surplus toys, 200 tons of product to food banks to feed those in need, and much needed protective equipment, including N95 masks to first responders. And there are many other support efforts by both the company and our cast beyond those listed. I'll stop right there and say, remember that not too long ago, Disney off opened up its I believe it was the Toy Story parking lot to actually allow um, vaccinations to occur in their parking lot. They have been very um, generous 
in trying to support this return back uh, and getting people uh, to a place of, of health and safety and economic vitality. He goes on to say, finally, we, when we fully reopen, we will do so in a responsible way and sh showcases our multifaceted capabilities just as we have at our other parks around the world. We've already begun to do this with a stair-stepped approach. In July, we reopened the downtown Disney district and followed with additional shopping and dining on Buena Vista Street. Later this month, we will debut a Touch of Disney, a ticketed experience at Disney California Adventure Park. And based on the enthusiastic response from our guests when tickets went on sale, we know that they are eager to get a dose of Disney magic. What's more, this experience enables us to bring back more than a thousand cast members. As we responsibly reopen Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Parks and our hotels once again, we look forward to welcoming back thousands more. So let me stop there and say, yes, as I understand it, when when phone when the online system opened up for people to reserve the Touch of Disney experience of Way Vista Street, I've heard the response was huge and um, and people were very enthusiastic to do anything. I mean, really, that's I think it's a seventy five dollar ticket and you don't and, and then you have to still pay for your food and souvenirs and not go on any attractions. That's that's how intense people are. That's why even though when the pass holder program has been done away with, let me tell you it there will be plenty of people to fill this park especially if you're at 15 25 or 35 percent capacity it will be very easy to fill these parks i will also say right here before we continue on this is one of the challenges they face is they've made this event last currently until april 5th with the idea that they might have more but uh, and they could open Disneyland on April 1st, but they still have this commitment to the stuff on April 5th. But then again, if I knew that uh, I could be in within a couple of weeks after that at Disneyland or Disney California Adventure enjoying the attractions, and it would only cost me another $40, $50 more, which am I going to choose? I'd be kind of wanting my refund back on the Touch of Disney thing. So I don't know I don't know what that policy is, but I'm sure they're having to get their head around the idea that oh boy, we just got a whole bunch of people sold on just coming to nothing, not nothing, but you know no attractions, and now we potentially could open attractions. How are these people going to respond? It's going to be very interesting, and so they've got a lot. By the way, the uh, the villas also at Disney's Grand Californian. They were planned to reopen, but how much of the hotels are going to reopen, that remains to be seen too. They've monitored very carefully how many people are at Downtown Disney, but now if we release everybody out of the park and go in, you see how there's some, some real issues in play. And by the way, one of those issues is, can you make money? And Disney has always said from the beginning, we're not opening the gates unless we can really, you know, at least break even on this. So there's that issue. And I'll come back to that in a moment. He goes on. Uh, well, actually, let me talk about that for a moment. So here, because then he goes on to say some things I think I want to end with. So here's one of the issues. 
if at 15% capacity, you can't even break even, but you're losing money, do you reopen? That's a tricky question. And like our water parks aren't reopening because, didn't reopen because, uh, I mean, they uh, Blizzard Beach is reopening this weekend. But up until now, they didn't reopen. They weren't open any part of last summer because of that very same kind of issue. Um, so they have to be attentive to this problem of not losing more money in reopening. Will they do it? Absolutely. Because when you get a toe opportunity to put a toe hold in the door that opens, you want to keep that toe in there until the door fully opens. Here's one way I think that could be approached to make this work. And that approach would be to create two eight-hour days at each park. And you might even stagger them so you don't have everybody coming in at one time. So imagine Disneyland opening at, say, 8 a.m. in the morning, followed by Disney California Adventure opening up at 10 o'clock in the morning, followed by Disneyland closing at um, uh, four, well, and seeing that eight hour days would probably be a six hour day because I would close Disneyland at two and then I'd reopen it an hour later. I would close Disney California Adventure at four, reopen it an hour later, and then run them another six hours. If you run two groups a day through the park, in essence, you then get something more akin to a 30% capacity. It's not quite that because you still got to hire those cast members for the duration of the entire day. So it's, it's not an easy, it's not an easy moneymaker, but you at least get twice as much ticket income, which let me tell you is a blessing that Disney ended its passholder program because it in no way could have possibly opened up the gates with pass holders who had already, um, who were, it just wouldn't have op- it wouldn't have worked. And with the reservation system and all that's involved, it would have been a total mess. They need to go back to, you know, buy a ticket for the park at the full price and get a reservation, come on in. It needs to be at that level in order for Disney to break even and then but the long and short is, is Disney's got to get pretty brilliant at how to create a scenario where they break even and even begin that pathway making money back as it goes through these stages of, of, um, of lesser percentages in the park. Now all that said and done, Ken goes on to say this. Walt Disney once said, the more you are in a state of gratitude, the more you will attract things to be grateful for. A cynic might say that lately there has been little to be grateful for, but I am an eternal optimist and the past months have helped me by even, uh, helped me be even more laser focused on what I am most grateful for. Our community, our guests, our casts. To our community, our 65 years Anaheim has been our home and together we will rebound. Never has a community been more critical and we'll continue to find ways to invest in the city, bring back tourism, and strengthen our valued relationships. Thank you. To our guests, you are the reason we exist and we miss you. 
You motivate us to continue to innovate and provide a cherished place to make memories with your loved ones. We are humbled to play such an important role in your lives. Thank you. And especially to our cast. You have always been, and most definitely still are, the soul of the Disneyland Resort. I could not be prouder of the countless ways you supported each other throughout this crisis. For those who have been working to maintain the magic and preserve the place that Walt Disney himself built, I know how seriously you take that responsibility, and I appreciate your resilience, optimism, and continued passion. And to those who have been patiently awaiting news of our reopening, I am grateful for your continued dedication, grace, and never-ending support. I have every confidence that our comeback will be legendary, and I can't wait to celebrate together. To all of you, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Sincerely, Ken Patrick, president of the Disneyland Resort, beautifully stated at the end. I love that. I wish him best <laughs> for the experience of running a park, which he's been the head of the park, hasn't ran the park, you know. So, so he has a he has a really great job ahead of him and a, and a great possibility. This is truly a new day for Disneyland. That's why I had to stop, drop, and do a podcast this morning. Because I really think this news is important. Please continue to join us. Listen to our um, Flower and Garden. Check out our Patreon page, The Wayfinder Society, which offers some really cool things about the Disneyland Resort to those in our top two tiers. Uh, lots of interactive tools and very cool things. Join us in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.